Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fint of the Woods podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to all the episodes so far. I hope you've been enjoying them and have been enjoying listening to them and learning things, hopefully. Um, and yeah, I hope to make many more episodes. But this week, we're going to be doing a little bit of a and a I put out on my social media saying, anyone ask me some theatrical questions and I'll try and answer as many as I can on this week's podcast episode and here we are. So the first question is what is a musical that I think is extremely underrated and there's many there's many but my number one musical that I wish people knew more was Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Now this musical did not last very long on Broadway but the cast was stellar you had Brian Stokes Mitchell, Patti Lapone, Sherry Renee Scott, Laura Benanti the list goes on and on. It's written by David Yazbek who I love as a composer he wrote the recent Tony Award winning musical The Band's Visit and it's just so fun the show itself is weird but musically it's probably one of my top five favourite scores of all time, which is saying something. Yeah, it's a wonderful score. I don't know about the show itself, but musically, that is one of my favourite shows ever. Also, all Styles and Drew shows like Honk and Just So, all their shows are brilliant for all ages. And I think a lot of their shows get pushed into kind of just being for kids. But honestly, they should be done more because... That again, musically, brilliant, but also story-wise and character-wise, they're all so well-written. And yeah, I love all their shows. Now, an interesting one to counteract that, what musical do I think is overrated? Now, a controversial one is Dear Evan Hansen. I struggled with this show. I didn't understand the message it was trying to get across. I thought the music was okay. And I know lots of people, including the people that I currently live with, who absolutely love this show, but it just wasn't for me. And I just didn't, I didn't get the hype around it. And I was disappointed because I wanted to understand it. I wanted to get the hype because it had had so much success in the US and over here in the West End and all across the world, really. It's a very popular show in the musical theatre realm. But yeah, I really, I really don't rate it at all. This links nicely to a question where someone asked, what are my thoughts on Mean Girls, the musical? And again, I was lucky enough to see this on Broadway and it didn't live up to the hype for me. And I think it's because I'm not really a modern musical person. And I think I've grown to understand that about myself. Um, But I enjoyed it for what it was. Again, musically, it wasn't my favourite thing. And I thought it was fine. It was fine. I didn't, I wasn't enamoured by it. I thought some of the performances were fab. I thought some of them were not as fab. But I do wonder whether it's going to come over to the West End because it's been a long time coming, but obviously COVID and everything kind of disrupted that. Yeah, I wonder what it will be like if it does come to the West End and how well it will be received because it's such an American thing. Mean Girls is such a cult thing, but it's popular here too, so who knows? So moving on, the next question I got was, what are the top three shows that I've seen this year so far? And I struggled to remember what I'd seen because I've been very lucky to see quite a lot so far this year. And for me, my top three are Cabaret at the Kit Kat Club, which was absolutely next level. I've never experienced a show like it. To see Eddie Redmayne that close was very exciting. Um... But that whole production is just 
a new level of immersive theatre, which I think many companies are going to try and copy and take that idea. And I don't know if anyone will do it as well as Cabaret because it was just phenomenal in every sense of the word. It was absolutely brilliant. My second kind of, not even, they're not really in an order, but another show that I've really loved this year was South Pacific at Sadler's Wells. I saw this production of South Pacific at the Chichester Festival Theatre and I loved it. And for an older musical, it's felt so fresh and new. And obviously the material's fab because it's Rodgers and Hammerstein. But I absolutely loved that production. And when it transferred to the West End, I was so happy that I was going to be able to see it again. And it worked just as well in Sadler's Wells as it did at Chichester. And I think that's the signs of a good production because it worked in a completely different venue, in a completely different place, and still had the exact same emotional impact and a fab kind of regeneration of that show. The third show in my top three has to be Crazy For You at Chichester. Chichester have done well. Um, This production, directed by the legendary Susan Stroman, who came over from the US to direct and choreograph it. She choreographed the original Broadway production, I believe. And, oh my God, I can't put into words how much I love this production. The dance, the staging, the set, the costumes. Charlie Stemp was a dream. Carly Anderson was also a dream. The whole production was a dream. And there's many rumblings that it's transferring to London. And I think they'd be stupid not to transfer it. It was brilliant. And, oh, I just, oh, I loved it so much. I can't, I can't express I saw it twice. And I never see anything more than once unless I absolutely love it. And I saw it twice. And I'd go and see it again if it goes to the West End. My next question is, if you could play a female role, what would you play or who would you play and why? Um, This is a tough one. Because I would say Mama Rose and Gypsy, but I don't think I could handle it. I think I'd be an emotional wreck by the end of every performance. But that is that is a bucket list role. I'd love to play that part. Who wouldn't? But also, there's so many actresses I want to see play that part that obviously I would never actually play it. I feel like Dolly Levi and Hello Dolly would be an absolute riot. I feel like you could have so much fun with that part. I'd love to do that. Uh, Reno Sweeney in Anything Goes. My mum's played this part, so maybe it's in my blood somewhere. But, yeah, I can't, I'm not really a tap dancer, though, so I'd have to stand to the side. I'd have to do what Patti Lapone did when she did it. And just lovingly stand to the side or go to the back of the stage when the tap breaks happen and then come back and join in when you have to belt the big final note. Uh, the Baker's Wife and Into the Woods. Again, another role that my mum has played. I could go on for hours. So the answer to that is many, many female roles that I'd like to play, but will obviously never play them. The next question is, favourite show that I, me, myself, have been in? Now, this is a tough one, because I've done many, many brilliant shows. I did Trek this summer in my hometown, which was so much fun, and I wasn't meant to originally be in it, and I kind of came in halfway through the rehearsal period, and I loved it, and it was with all my friends and my family and everything. And that's probably been one of my most favourite theatre experiences because it was such a fun show to be in. And I did cry on the last night, which is weird because I don't cry at anything. And I don't cry at, especially while I'm on stage, I never get that emotional. I cried at the end of I'm a Believer. I felt like a bit of a wally. 
It, 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 I just, I loved that show. It was so much fun. I also did Wind in the Willows at school. This must have been about, oh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years ago. And I absolutely loved it. And I still love it. I played Ratty and it was great. I had such a good time. I had a lovely little hat, which I still have somewhere. I, it was great. Because Ratty like, was in everything. So I loved the fact that I was in literally everything. I had a song. It was, I, it was brilliant. I'd, I'd play that part again if I got the offer. I would have said Chip in Beauty and the Beast, but that was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever been in. That trolley with the mirror across to make it look like I'm a floating head. So uncomfortable. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. Actually, maybe, actually no, actually I would. The next question is my favourite performance I've seen and why. And this is so, so hard. It's hard to pinpoint one performance that I thought was phenomenal but there's a few that I really enjoyed Charlie Stemp in everything I saw him in Half a Sixpence and Hello Dolly on Broadway and Crazy For You recently and he's just great in everything he does and I think he's such a brilliant performer and yeah I, I will always go and th see things that he's in because I know that it's going to be good uh, Leslie Kritzer in Beetlejuice I was lucky enough to see her just before the lockdown in March 2020 literally about a week before I could have been locked in America. Um, her performance in Beetlejuice was hilarious, and how she didn't get a Tony nomination, I will never know. But that performance as well really, really stood out for me in that production. Caroline O'Connor and Gemma Sutton in The Rink. I loved that production at Southwark Playhouse. It was great. And those two together were absolute fire. I that Their, their performance has always stayed in my mind. And, of course, Patti Lapone in Company both in the West End and on Broadway. I saw her play Joanne, and she just commands the stage with such aggressiveness that you love her. And I know she's been the front of all the theatre headlines this week after giving up her equity card, which means supposedly that she can't perform on Broadway anymore, but I don't know how true that is. But, yeah, she's she is an absolute kind of bomb of energy on stage you can see why she's worked for how long she has because she's just so unique as a performer the best show in the west end right now i mean it has to be cabaret there's no competition to that and also back to the future if you want to go and see a new musical go and see back to the future because i really really enjoyed that show as well and that leads nicely on to the next question which is Will and Juliet and Back to the Future succeed in the US? Now, this is the question I've been thinking about, really, since seeing both these shows in London, whether they will transfer that love that they've received over here, over on Broadway. I think Anne Juliet has the possibility to, because everyone knows who Shakespeare is, and everyone knows the songs written by Max Miller, who wrote countless songs for so many pop stars and the music in that show is brilliant and I did enjoy it over here in the West End but again New York critics are harsh they're really really harsh harsher than some of ours are and some of ours are really harsh I do hope that Anne Juliet has a good life over there because it's closing in the West End and I just yeah and it's got a great cast on Broadway as well but yeah I'm going to be intrigued by that I think Back to the Future will probably do better but then again, New York critics are harsh. New York audiences are harsh. You look at shows, so much stuff is closing on Broadway at the moment because no one's going to see it. And that's a mixture of many, many things. 
But one of the reasons is if a show gets bad reviews or a show isn't doing well, people aren't going to bother to go and find out for themselves if they like it or not. They're just not going to go. They're just not going to go. And that's why I think shows like Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella, now renamed Bad Cinderella, which is opening on Broadway, will probably not last. It might last a few months, if that. I don't think US audiences will like it. I really, really don't. So I think with anything that ever transfers to Broadway, you always have to be quite careful because, like with anything, you never know how it's going to be received. But I think at the moment, it's extremely risky to transfer anything. But I wish both shows luck because they're both good shows and they both deserve good audiences. So fingers crossed they do well. Now, the next question is an interesting one. It's what is my favourite musical film? And do I think that any musical films are actually better than their stage counterparts? My, so my favourite musical film, I have many. The Annie 1997 adaptation with Audra McDonald and Kathy Bates, etc, etc, which I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. I love that film. I think it's brilliant. The original Annie is also fun, if not a bit weird, but Anne Ryan King is the saving grace of that film. I also adore Hairspray, which leads nicely onto the next bit of the question, because in some ways I do think the film of Hairspray is better than the musical, as in the musical film, because it was originally a film in the 80s, I believe, um, without the music, and then the musical itself got an adaptation in the noughties. It is a brilliant film, that cast. Michelle Pfeiffer, John Travolta, Nikki Blonsky, Amanda Bynes, James Marsden. The, I, there's so many people. Queen Latifah. I, I'm going to forget people, it's going to annoy me. But it's such a fun film and such a well-done adaptation. I do, I do prefer it to the musical. I have seen the musical quite a few times on stage. And, yeah, I think the film trumps it, to be honest. And Dreamgirls as well. I love the film of Dreamgirls. That's such a good film. I will watch that over and over again. I think both the film and the musical itself are quite different and I love them both equally. Favourite tap number. Now, there's there's so many to choose from, but the obvious one is Anything Goes, especially the recent production with Sutton Foster. I literally... I The, the feeling I felt when that six and a half minute tap number happened in front of me, it was spellbinding. It was, it, to have that, it's the technicality of tap fascinates me and everyone has to be so in time with each other, especially in a big West End production because if one person goes wrong, you will notice because it's the rhythms in the music and it has, it's so, everyone's so in tuned with each other. Um, it was the same when 42nd Street was in London too. Those The big bit when the stairs come out and they all tap on the stairs and that level of precision is so blinking impressive and I am a sucker for a tap number. If there's a tap number in a show, I'm probably going to forgive any other issues with that production because I just love tap numbers. Another great one, what is my favourite musical number of all time? Now, over on my TikTok a couple of years ago now, oh, that makes me scared, um, I did the Fint of the Woods Top 50, where I went through my 50 most favourite musical theatre songs of all time. And my number one, and still my number one, is The Music and the Mirror from A Chorus Line. Now, there's many reasons why I love this song. The main one being the dancing. I love the dance break in that song, and I love also the fact it gives the chance for that actress to belt out 
those big, big notes and just give it her everything because Cassie is fighting for her life at this point, really, in the show. And you've got to convey that emotion in that song. And I just love everything about it. It's so brilliantly written. That will forever be my favourite musical theatre song because if that song is done well, oh, it's just, it's heavenly. I think, I have, I've seen dodgy versions of Music in the Mirror and I've seen some phenomenal versions like Donna McKechnie, the original Cassie, and Charlotte D'Ambois, who did it in the recent Broadway revival. Wasn't recent, it was like 12 years ago. But anyway, she was brilliant too. There's so many good versions. Look it up on YouTube and watch them because it's worth your time. Should Angela Lansbury have a Broadway theatre named after her? The simple answer is yes. Honestly though, rename the Majestic the Lansbury because I know there's been a campaign for how Prince to have that theatre so maybe we'll let him be, have that theatre named after him. Someone needs to find a Broadway theatre that we can call the Lansbury. Find me one with a dreadful name and we'll call it the Lansbury. Or a theatre in the West End or maybe both. I think both. Now this is a bit of a two-in-one because someone asked me what my opinion is on celebrity stunt casting and someone else said can Into the Woods on Broadway maintain its presence with stunt casting a la Chicago. And this is something I've talked about before over on my blog. I, it's an interesting one because I think stunt casting is great if the person is talented. And especially, there's a difference, I think, between theatrical stunt casting and celebrity stunt casting. So, theatrical stunt casting, for me, is putting someone like Bonnie Langford, who is a well-renowned performer in the industry, but has also done stuff in other areas, including TV. So she has that following from somewhere else apart from theatre, but is primarily a theatrical actress and performer and dancer and singer. So I think when you cast people who are known for theatre who have done other stuff, that's a completely different kettle of fish to when you cast Ashley Roberts in Waitress, when she is known for being an actress, she's known for being a pussycat doll. But then you look at Chicago, which has been running for, what, 25 years this year, and they've had the most bizarre people do it. Mel B did it, Wendy Williams has done it, and uh, Pamela Anderson did it recently, but apparently Pamela Anderson was brilliant. So, again, it depends on who you cast, and it depends what you class as stunt casting. I do disagree with it on a lot of levels, especially if the person isn't up for the job, and I know that happens quite a lot of the time, and that's what really frustrates me, because there's so many people, so many talented people coming out of drama school, and who have been in the industry for years and years and years, who should be getting those roles, but aren't, because they want someone from the Pussycat Tolls, or they want someone from the Sugar Babes, or something, to be in the show, or the tour, or whatever, and that really frustrates me when there's so many talented performers out there, but then again, if it's what I call theatrical stunt casting with someone like Robert Lindsay or Bonnie Langford or along that line, then I think it's fine because they've got the star power, but also they've got theatrical experience, Tony Awards and talent. The next question is, what book, movie or play would I like to see adapted for the stage? And you know what I'd like to see adapted for the stage more? Murder Mysteries. One of my favourite shows of recent years that I've kind of discovered is Curtains, the musical Curtains by Candor and Ebb. And that's a full-on murder mystery, and it's so much fun. And I'd love to see Murder, She Wrote as a musical. I think that would be great. Or Agatha Christie, a Miss Marple musical, a Poirot musical, because I think everyone needs a little bit more 
murder mystery in their lives, and especially if it's got a tap dance and a big belty number in it, who doesn't want that? My favourite alphabet. Now, I've not seen many alphabets. I've seen two, and I can't remember who one of them was, but the other one was Rachel Tucker. And for me, my favourite alphabet from what I've seen online will be, forever be, Jessica Vosk. I love that woman. I saw her in concert this year, and it was mind-blowingly good. And her voice is just like none other. It's such a unique tone she has to her voice. And I love, I don't know what she was like herself, but really, because I've only seen clips of her doing the big songs. But I love her, and I love her singing. I also love Rachel Tucker herself, but I think she's brilliant. And obviously, Idina Menzel will always have a special place in everyone's heart because she was the original. But is she still the best they've ever had? Who knows? Also, Stephanie J. Block was a brilliant alphabet. And Louise Dearman. Yeah, there's quite a few, really. What shows are most ripe to be revived? And I think the obvious answer here, for me, is The Wiz. I love The Wiz. It's this Motown take on The Wizard of Oz. And the music is brilliant. And it hasn't been on Broadway for about 30 years, I want to say. Maybe 40 I think maybe 40 is pushing it. It might be 40. But it's in desperate need of a Broadway revival. It was in Manchester this year, which I didn't really get to see because I don't really live close to Manchester. And it's such a shame it didn't have further life because I would have loved to have seen it because it's one of my favourite shows, again, musically. And, yeah, it's in desperate need of a revival and desperate need of being reintroduced to new audiences. And I really, really, really hope it happens soon. I also think they're going to revive Maine at some point soon because, especially after the passing of Angela Lansbury, I think they'll do it kind of in her honour. Who will play Maine is the big question. It could be Jane Krakowski, it could be Donna Murphy, it could be anyone. But I do think that that might happen some point soon as well. Is Audra McDonald a witch, a Cinderella or a baker's wife? Now, this is a very good question and I cannot work out the answer because... I can just imagine her singing Stay With Me as the witch, all bent over, and then taking it all off and being the glamorous witch in Act 2. And, oh, I think that would just be marvellous. And then she would have made a fabulous Cinderella because she has the comedy behind her and those vocal chops on the steps of the palace would have been beautiful. And she could still play Baker's Wife, but I think out of all of them, Baker's Wife probably is the one that suits her the least because... It's the least operatic, and I think her voice would lend herself more to Cinderella and the Witch. But now, actually, I would say she is definitely a witch. And maybe, who knows, maybe if she's down doing Ohio State Murders, and maybe when If Into the Woods is still on Broadway at that time, maybe she'll end up playing it in the revival. And the final question I'm going to answer is more of a facty kind of one. And it is, which is the oldest theatre still standing in London's West End? And I believe it's the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, which is the oldest working theatre in London's West End. And I think it's the oldest site, theatrical site in the world, because there's been many Theatre Royal Drury Lanes on the site. But the site itself, I think, is the oldest place in the world where a theatre has stood and been in continual use as a theatre. So that's my little Q&A done. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. They are brilliant. And I hope you enjoyed my answers and got what you want from the answers, I guess. Um, but yes, thank you for listening. And I will see you all on the next episode.